0: Good morning, it's a, it's a privilege, it's a, a blessing to share with NBC, with uh, my colleagues and friends, friends and colleagues, I should say. Uh, it's a blessing, blessing to, to see all of you and I look forward to these Wednesdays every every single week and it's a privilege to share with you. Um, I was thinking about um, lint. I was thinking about uh, the, the time before the crucifixion. Uh, we have Easter, and then we have Good Friday, and we even have Holy Thursday, or Monday Thursday. And I thought, why don't we look at um, some scripture and the story of Jesus uh, in chapter 13? So let me see if I can get this to you. There. Okay, this is John 13, and I'm starting in verse uh, 4 and 5. So he that's Jesus. Got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, towel around his waist, and he poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. I skip down to verse 12. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, "Do you understand what I was doing?" Okay, let's look at that verse 12 again. After washing their feet, Jesus put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? Um, In our day, we do not understand this story. We do not understand what Jesus did, and I doubt if any of us have ever washed anyone else's feet. Uh, That's just not an American thing to do, nor is it anything I've seen done in other countries. What would you have felt if this happened to you? What would you have sought if you were one of the disciples that night? When Jesus said, do you understand what I'm doing? Would you have understood what Jesus was doing? I certainly wouldn't have. There's no way. Let's let's go back and let's look at that. So he got up from the table, took off his robe. Wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water in a basin. Then he began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around them. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? Verse 13 You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that is what I am. That since i your lord and teacher washed your feet you ought to wash each other's feet i have given you an example to follow do as i have done to you since i your lord and teacher washed your feet you ought to wash each other's feet and then he says i've given you an example to follow do as i have followed do do as i have done to you uh, he's basically saying hey, since i did it you need to do it i've given you an example but I'm pretty sure the disciples had no idea what was going on. Let's go back, let's look at it again. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, "'Lord, are you gonna wash my feet?' Jesus replied, you don't understand what I'm what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested, you will never ever wash my feet. Jesus replied, Unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. Simon Peter exclaimed, Then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, A person who is bathed all over does not need to wash, except for the feet, to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean but not all of you. For Jesus knew who would betray him. That is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? Now we see a little bit more of the entire scene. Now we actually hear someone respond to Jesus. One person, Simon Peter, is brave enough to say something, although I don't think we would all applaud him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Uh, My guess is that it was okay to Peter up to that point. But now I think Peter was getting very uncomfortable with the thought that Jesus, his master, his Lord, was going to wash his feet, his dirty feet. Verse 7, Jesus once again responds that that Peter is not understanding what was going on. Someday he will, Jesus says, but not yet. In verse 8, Peter just says, no way, Lord. You are never, ever going to wash my feet. Now, why was Peter so vehemently protesting this? Why was he resisting Jesus? Could it have something to do with the fact that Peter should have been washing Jesus' feet? Could it have something to do with the disciples' And that they had been arguing about who was going to be the greatest in Jesus' kingdom. You can read it in the other Gospels. That's exactly what they were arguing just before they came into the this Last Supper scene. Could it, su- could it have something to do with the fact that normally the least imper- important person in the group would do this task? The washing of the feet of everybody. Nobody great would ever take off their robe fill a basin and kneel in front of each person and wash their dirty feet. What was Jesus doing? This should have been done by the youngest. Jesus was doing something that the lowest person should do. Jesus was just breaking all the rules of social behavior. Didn't he understand? A master is always above the servant. A leader is always above the followers. A teacher professor is always above the students. A parent is always above the children. Old people are always above younger ones. Veterans are always above the newbies. Rich are always above the poor. The native is always above the foreigner, right? I'm going to go back and ask the question. Do we understand what Jesus was doing here? Jesus was changing the rules. He was giving, by his example, a new rule. From now on, It's love, and it's love as a verb. I'm not going to say what the world needs now is love. I'm going to say what the world needs now is loving, and we need to love. He certainly humbled himself, and that's the way I've always seen this passage, that he was humbling himself by washing the disciples' feet. But I think it's more than just humility. I think Jesus is trying to show them his rule is to love each other, genuinely. Sacrificially. how do we know this let's go back and read the whole context let's go back to the first verse of chapter 13. before the passover celebration jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth and now he loved them to the very end it was time for supper and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. Verse 4, So he wrapped, So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. He humbled himself, certainly, but I think he was smiling. I think he was emotional. This was the last night he had with them. And I think he was looking into the faces of each disciple, happily serving them with agape, unconditional, infinite love. This wasn't an obligation, this was loving. I I first thought that probably he would, I, I, I think we would have thought, that Jesus was acting like a servant and bowed his head and didn't look up. But then I got to thinking, no, this is love himself. God is love and Jesus is love. And he I think he was looking into their faces. I think he was caring and loving. Let's see what, see what else scripture says. Because in this very same verse, very same chapter, we have verse 34. Now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Doesn't this sound like the verses he just said about being an example of washing feet? Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Love's the rule. 15.12 says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus was willing to serve them. His example was to love them. And love means doing whatever is necessary. I'm talking about agape love, unconditional love. Love means paying whatever it costs. The focus is on relationship. The focus is on the other. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Why do I think that love not humility was the main point of this story let's go back to verses 1 and 2 he loved them he knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father he had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth and now he loved them to the very end until the very end in the word here is actually telos he loved them completely to the completing part he loved them 100 percent. But look at verse 2. What is verse 2 doing here? Verse 2 is, it was time for supper and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Judas Iscariot is highlighted in this chapter. You'll find him four times, five times in this chapter, right here, verse 2. The context is clear. Judas was highlighted here and he was actually implied even in verses 10 and 11 when, when uh, Jesus said, I know that you're not clean. Not every one of you. Jesus knew that Judas was betraying him. Judas probably had the 30 pieces of silver in his pocket when Jesus was washing Judas's feet. That is love. Jesus knew that Peter was gonna deny him within just a few hours. And Jesus washed Peter's feet. that is love. Jesus knew that every single foot he washed that night was soon to be used to run away from him when the soldiers came for Jesus to arrest him. That is love. But I also think Jesus knew, I know he knew, that this was his last night before the cross. He also knew how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Do you think that when Jesus was lovingly washing and drying each disciple's feet, he was looking up into each face and he might have been thinking 20, 30, 40 years into the future and seeing each disciple preaching the gospel around the world? Do you think he might have been thinking of how each of them would serve God and suffer for his name and that 11 out of, or 10 out of the 11 would actually serve, uh, be martyred for his name? He knew that Judas was getting ready to betray him that very evening. He knew that Peter was going to deny him three times that very night. He knew that every disciple was going to run away and hide, but he loved them anyway. That's the infinite love of our Savior. What are we supposed to do about this? Jesus said it clearly. Since I did it, you ought to. He said, I've given you an example to follow. Do this because I did it for you. Love each other. A master should wash the feet of a servant. A leader should wash the feet of the followers. A teacher professor should wash the feet of the students. A parent should wash the feet of the children. The older ones should serve the younger ones. The veterans should serve the newbies. The rich should serve the poor. The native should serve the foreign. These are the new rules. That's the rule of love. We all say, there's no limit. Or, I'm sorry, we would say probably, well, there's just a limit to what I would do. But Jesus says, there's no limit to what I would do for you. And I'm right here for you right now. This was on the night before he was betrayed. The very next scene is when he uh, explains to them this, and then he gives them uh, what we call Holy Communion. That's, That's the lesson for me.